It's official. We have produced a full year's worth of podcasts. Welcome to Chapter 52. It's the most wonderful time of the year. The winter sales begin. And the government of France takes a look at hunting safety. All that and more on Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. So don't forget our big year in review. We've got it for you dropping next Friday, uh, the 20th of January. Blasts from our 52 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. It's the best of uh, 2022. And I'm just, you know, I'm just looking at our itinerary here for the for the podcast next week. And do you remember the toothpick people? Yep. In the restaurant. How we'll can be, you forget? Well, they'll be included. They'll be included. <laughs> uh, my car wash incident will be included, mm-hmm. in case you forgot that. Mm-hmm. Our very favorite story of the year. Uh, we're going to save that for the very end. I don't know if it uh, if it uh, follows along with your favorite story of the year, but uh, it <laughs> certainly is ours. And then, of course. We will be uh, checking in with the, our three guests. Well we, well, we actually had four guests. John and Stacy were here, but we didn't want to include John's hurricane report, just in case you popped into the podcast without knowing that it was a replay of the year. We didn't want to frighten you. Uh, meantime, Stacy had such a big year with the, the U.S. Open, and uh, she received the Order of Canada last year. So The big year for Stacy Allister. Yeah, so we'll be uh, checking in with Stacy on our year in review. Also, Humble Howard and Dan Duran. So it's a lot of fun, and uh, we will have it for you next Friday, January the 20th. Uh, we're very lucky to be living in southwest France for, m- for many reasons. Yes, for very, yeah. But, but one of the reasons is there's going to be an upgraded uh, train service from Toulouse to Bordeaux. And it's going to be a fast train. There'll also be a connection going down to Dax and into Spain. Whoa. So they're starting this massive project in 2024. Um, it won't be ready till 2032. Oh, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be taking a dirt nap by then. Yeah, but we'll be seeing a little bit of a difference on our tax bill because uh, they're, they're going to be charging each household that lives an hour away from the rail system right. uh, between four and eight euros. Okay, but that you know what? I'm fine with that. That's better than uh, uh, the Quebec tax, where they paid for the Olympic Stadium for 400 years. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you remember that? I when, do. When, when we lived in Montreal, and so this is, you know, the late 80s, so the Olympics were 1976, and in the late 80s, and I don't know how long, it was an actual line item on your tax bill. It said... In French, Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. And there it was. Did it not say white elephant? <laughs> I think it said corrupt stadium. <laughs> yeah. that that. So you don't want that. What you do want is something that actually improves the state of... The lifestyle. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to come out ahead because this year they've abolished the audiovisual tax. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that tax? Oh, yeah, we had that last year. We had to pay audiovisual tax. If you have a TV, you have to pay tax. Jeez. What was that? That was pretty archaic. No kidding. <laughs> Who doesn't hey, have a TV? If you have a toilet. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Man, yeah, no, that that they've taken that away, which is great. Because who doesn't have a TV? And they've replaced it with this, but this I I mean, you know, I, I always say, oh, the, the 
it's going to be finished in 2032, so that means 2042. But they actually get no, things done. No, they get done. things done here, and they get things done, you know, cost-effectively. Right. I mean, they're, they're going to be raising $29 million a year, they say, in order to um, be able to get this fast, fast-tracked. fast <laughs> ah, See what you did there? Uh, yeah. They should so use clever. that as a headline. Even before 8 o'clock in the morning. I know. We are doing this one very early today. <laughs> The earliest we've ever done, so yeah. pardon us. Yeah, bear with us. <laughs> We've only had the, the two coffees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering what sort of arrangement they have with Spain from the border on down to Barcelona, because that's the plan, right? Take it down to Barcelona? Uh, no, it's going to be more the uh, the western part of France. Oh, I Southwest. See. Right. No, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And, um, you know, this is – when you come to visit us, this is where – we always recommend because we've tried it. My family tried it uh, at the very beginning when last April when they came in, and uh, they just loved it. The trip from Paris to uh, Agen, where we picked them up. This is what we recommend: go hang out in Paris when you first get here. You know, and it also breaks up the trip. You've had a long flight mm-hmm. from Canada. You land in Paris. Kind of the last thing you want to do is, okay, now we've had this long flight. Now let's get on another flight or a train or whatever. No, 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 no. Hang out in Paris for a couple of days because it's just the most wonderful city on the planet. Well, there's so much to see. Mm-hmm. And then uh, take the train down here. You know, that's it just it's, it seems to have worked the best. And we love doing it just on a, you know, go for a couple of days up to Paris and you get your cosmopolitan Yep, uh, I get my little fix. fix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the Southwest is going to be benefit from this this new tr- new train rail. And uh, the Southwest also where we live is uh, quite busy at this time of year oh. <laughs> with uh, hunters. We went out last Saturday for a walk and typically our walks where we go, we might see two cars. Might. We might. And and oftentimes for the whole hour and, and 10 minutes, not one car passes. Oftentimes. Well, Saturday? Oh, yeah. It was a was parade. Chasse day. Oh. How many cars? Would you say oh, like 20 at least? Easy, easily. And easily. one after the other, everyone wearing an orange jacket. And a white and driving a white van. <laughs> All the vans are white. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it was off-putting because, uh, you know, and then, then you hear the bugles and then you hear the horns and, and the then you dogs. hear the dogs. And it's just like, holy, the, 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 the imprint the, that they put on society. And, and you know what? I'm all for hunting. And this is why it's so different in Canada. You know, and in Canada, the hunting is they, the guys go off, guys, girls go off. They, they go into the bush where no one is. No one knows where you are. They're hunting fine. And they don't, it's a different style of hunting here. It's like, oh, they set up sentries. Yeah. It's, well, it's a group. It's a group hunt, right? Yeah. And there's a, there's a leader. Yeah. And walkie talkies. Yeah. And they position themselves in different areas on the roadside, on the roadside. On the road. Um, so that they can get their sanglier or their the their deer, deer. Or the birds. Yeah. So on Saturday, we, we we were walking by people with guns. Yeah, it was it's like stuff pudding. It just yeah, and, and and you don't know whether to say bonjour because you don't really want to say bonjour. You kind of want to say get out of here. Yeah. It's, it's it, yeah. So in in France, like there last year, ninety accidents, hunting accidents. Uh-huh. Nine of them were fatal. Okay. I think most of them were actual hunters getting hurt. 
like either on oh, no, oh, by themselves sure yeah, shoot like, themselves shoot their wife accidentally yeah sure accidentally quote, air quotes, quotes. <laughs> <laughs> well one hunter in corsica which is french um shot himself uh, putting his gun away in his car last weekend yeah, I mean, th- there are so many, there are s- certain just automatic safety rules, you know, that uh, you learn as you grow up, you know, your dad passes them down, you know, and never pass a loaded gun, always unload your gun, never point it, blah, 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 on and on and on. And you'd think that, that, that this would still apply. Well, um, Canada, I just looked it up. Uh, <laughs> our records are not as up to date in Canada as they are here. Like you were quoting last year's numbers, 20, right? Twenty one, yeah. Do you know that in Canada, hunting the the latest hunting numbers are twenty nineteen and and sooner? They really? don't have anything. I know. Like I looked it up, and uh, for the previous four years, uh, from twenty nineteen, uh, Canada averaged eleven deaths every year. So it's it's about the same, but. Actually, Canada seems to be worse because we have half the population of France. Yeah, so percentage-wise, yeah. Canada has a worse record. Yeah, yeah technically. Huh. But the government is really trying to implement safety guidelines so that there are zero accidents and deaths related to hunting. So, Well, if they want to do that, the best thing to do, and I'm not sure if this is already happening, you got to take a, a, a gun course. Like, ah, you just have to have gun courses. You do. I think it's every 10 years, though. But the organizer of the hunt, I think, will get special training. And it's not just uh, a, like a, an, a, a written exam. It's also a practical exam. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the the safety guidelines that they'll be implementing. They're also trying to standardize what a, hunt, a hunter wears. Like in our area, they wear a bright fluorescent orange vest. Mm-hmm. That identifies them as a hunter. Well, plus uh, they don't want to get shot. Right. So I'm 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 not sure that that's the case in other areas in mm-hmm. France. Uh, they're also going to standardize the signs. Like we've seen the signs, mm-hmm. you know, where it says chasse de sanglier, and they'll have to post signs to let people know that there's an organized hunt that will occur in your area, maybe close to your home. Now, do they have to, with the new signs, say what they're hunting as well? I don't know that. Yeah. Because, you know, know, we don't want to see it. That's the other thing. I, 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 you know, I, I repeat this again. I have no problem with hunting. I don't. I just don't. I don't need to see, you know, because we love watching the deer. We have a lot of deer in our area. We love watching. And that's the last thing you want to wake up in the morning. You look out your window and some deer gets blammed. I know. You know, it's that's our, a that's a day. That's a week record. That's that's a, a year record. And that's happened to one of our friends. Yeah, a, a, a real animal lover. Uh, oh, she, she's vegan. She's still, yeah. yeah, she's still crushed. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a pleasant sight for people who, you know, can't tolerate seeing an, anime, an animal being put down. Yeah, no, exactly. So, you know, we hope they get their act together because uh, one of the, well, one of the things that they wanted to do, there, there's a, an advocacy group that wants to ban Saturdays or Sundays, one weekend day for hunting, period, so that people can go on a walk in the woods without worrying about getting shot or putting on a bunch of red, uh, orange and green. Yeah, I think it was Sundays. 80% of, of the people that were polled in, in one of the polls said that they wanted uh, Sunday to be a hunting free day. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the ministers, a junior minister, came out and said, Sunday is not the worst day for accidents. It's actually Wednesday 
or no, Thursday. Well, but that's not the point. The point isn't which is the worst day for accidents. The point is, can can people who work all week not have one day where it's quiet, where they can on the weekend go for a walk without worrying about getting shot or, you know, scared? Yeah, it's very stressful. Very it is. Stressful. It's really stressful. We've we've actually altered our walks because we used to go up in, in the woods into the woods, and then you know, God, we were up there and we. We see guys with their guns and dogs and everything, and you just feel you just don't feel safe. It's 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 un it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're doing their best to try to to you know mitigate some of the some of the dangers with with hunting. Uh, you know how many hunters there are registered in France? That's millions, right? Or, One million. Well, yeah, right. One million, and it, I mean, it's it's decreasing every year. Mm-hmm. Fewer and fewer people. I think the younger population doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily have the same passion for hunting that that, you know, their dads and granddads did. No, that's true. And and we've actually been told that anecdotally around here that it was much worse even 6, 7, 8 years ago here. So And that's why we see a lot more deer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I'd be for a day off on the weekends. I really would. And then, of course, the hunters are going to say, but that's the only time we have to hunt on the weekends. Yeah. Well, one day and on holidays, too. I think holidays should be prohibited as well. Yeah. Because the kids are home from school. Yeah. You know, it just make more, makes more sense. So one of the things that we found, we, we, we've come across a couple of interesting publications here. And one, mm-hmm. of, them, uh, one of them is uh, The Local. Yes. It's a, a French news service. Um, but in English. In English. And uh, you can find it uh, at uh, the local.fr. Or as, can you can you see how, because everything is .fr here, just like .ca and .com. Can you say it the way they say it? Because it, it they slur it together. Say, say. Fr. 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 Uh, so uh, from that uh, publication, uh, and, and we found this interesting for us, and it was a bit of a pick-me-up, I must say, because, <laughs> you know, you often wonder, uh, or we do anyway, we've moved here and we go, to how, how well are we doing uh, with, with respect to sort of... Uh, Acclimatizing cl- to, 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 to our new surrounding, to the new culture, uh, to uh, the new protocols. Yeah, yeah. How are we doing? And so this article was posted in The Local. Five signs that you're crushing it when you've moved to a new country. So this doesn't just apply to France. This this applies to anyone who's made the move, whether you've gone from India to Canada or, you know, the United States to Germany. You're always going to run into all of these issues. Yes. And so these are the five signs that you're doing okay in in your move. Number one, you've got yourself registered. So this is uh, including your, your identity. Yeah, that's uh, a big one. Like, no kidding. Trying to get your 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 yourself here on a visa, carte de séjour, registered for healthcare. You know, all of those things. Making sure that you are, you know, following all the protocols can sometimes be mind blowing because there's document after document, rule after rule, and it takes a very, very long time. Yeah, and and a, and a lot of the it, it, it's both documents from France and from Canada. So you're filling in the documents in France, uh, but you're sending them all the documents from Canada. So it is it's it's an seemingly endless parade of documents. And you know the uh, the idea that y- you know you have to uh, you have to set yourself up. Not only with what you just mentioned, with uh, you know your your residency and your health care, 
but with driving licenses and oh, insurance and bank accounts, bank and accounts. you need a bank account to get, uh, you know, your yeah. internet service. But you know, if you're new, then you've got to go to the mayor's office to get a certificate to vouch that you own a home so that you can get internet. It's just layer after layer of things you have to do just to get set up. So, so we we tick that box off. Uh, I, I would say ninety eight percent because uh, the two percent I'm going to leave out for each year that we have to reapply for our cart to. As your our residency status, and uh, we are actually uh, ticking down the time that we are supposed <laughs> to receive our new card. Uh, yeah, hope, yeah. They've, they've, we've received a document saying that they've received our application to renew our carte de séjour, our titre de séjour, um, and our current one expires. At the beginning of next month. Yeah, so we're kind of hoping that comes through. <laughs> yeah. Five signs that you're crushing it when you move to a new country. Number two, getting around has become second nature. And that is a, that is something that you, you just sponge and you don't really think too much about it. But you, you know what? Now we, we've got our little... Got our little circuit. We know, yeah, we know where the bank is. We know where the recycling is. We know what day, what happens. Like, like for instance, the Boulanger. Uh, one one uh, bakery is closed on this day, but the other one's open, and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, store hours and yeah. what happens on Sunday and what happens at lunch and, w- like, all, all of that stuff. Well, that's the next one. The next oh, one. Oh, that's the next one. Yeah, that's number three. Uh, the local rhythms make sense ah. to you. But they, they tie, you're right, they tie into one another because, yes, we we, we know where, uh, but, but, but this, <laughs> the rhythms actually talks more to when because, you know, you, you can go to the big box stores all all through lunch hour but like for instance our local hardware store no closed between noon and two as is almost everything else yeah hairdressers everything all the businesses closed between 12 and 2 and i'm not sure that i've adapted to that no i know you've had a tough time with that now see i'm 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 okay with it i i plan my day around it uh, if i need something from the hardware and it's 11:15 better get on the tail i you know yeah, i but I, 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 know. I find it annoying and and you know I come I, coming from Canada where things are open twenty four seven, you know it it, it has um, to to me it's a way of doing business. It, here I, I don't think they care so much about business and commerce. Well, and and you know you're right. I got I got a little uh, pissy the other day when we thought uh, the bricolage, the hardware store, the big one, and yeah. we thought it was open on Sunday morning. But it, it wasn't, wasn't even open on Sunday morning. No. And to that point, I agree with you because that's just a matter of managing your staff. You take lunch here, you take lunch there. It's simple. And then that way we can stay open. The smaller places I, I kind of understand and I appreciate because it makes for a better lifestyle. It's not, it you know, it's not live to work. It's work to live. It always has been here. But gee whiz, on some of the bigger places, it's not that difficult to schedule but you know what I've noticed is like at quarter to 12, the roads are filled with cars. That's the other Everybody thing. Everybody is racing home for lunch or right. racing to the restaurant and for a lunch. Qu- and a quarter to two, the same in reverse. So, so now we know to avoid those hours. That's right. Number four uh, on the top five signs that you've, you're crushing it when you've moved to a new country, you have your own support network. And we're getting close. Uh, yeah, I think we're doing really well. Yeah. I mean, the first year that we were here, we were in lockdown. Like, there was no way that we could get to know our neighbors right. or, you know, the, the, the locals. Um, and since 
mid-2021, we started socializing and getting invitations and getting Mm -hmm. to know our neighbors. Right. And since then, we've met other groups of people. And I have to say that the, uh, the people that we're meeting are so wonderful. To a person. To a person. Really wonderful, smart. It's interesting that people moved here and we have very similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And that's a bond. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? And some of them have only moved within France to be down here. Uh, however, it, it, is a, it is a common bond that we have, and it's a common mindset that we have, that people, uh, in a lot of cases, oh, we do, are just, just the new people we met uh, uh, on New Year's, and uh, she's origi- originally from Sweden, speaks 18... Billion languages. Languages, smarty pants. But she had a big... We don't even know what job she had, because that never comes up. But she had a big job where she was traveling the world and just wanted to calm it all down. And they, they've got 39 alpacas, a bunch of goats. They've got chickens, <laughs> dogs, everything. And that's what she wanted to do with yeah. the next uh, part of her life. So, it was a lifestyle choice. Exactly right. So, uh, yeah, we do have a, a really good network of people. And... Um, in terms of the support network, this morphs into the last uh, point here in the top five reasons that you're uh, crushing it after moving to a new country, and that's getting your, your health care sorted, which is a part of your support network. Yes, and, and we've, we've done, I would say, 90% of it. We are still trying to... Uh, uh, get uh, a dentist. Oh, you mean to fix the, the my the, your broken tooth? My holy hell in the back of yeah. my mouth. Well, I've called uh, twice. I know, and we're on a list. I we're know. always on a list. Always on a list. Um, so uh, you know, in at the beginning of next week, I'll call again, and uh, hopefully, I got a I got a like a filling dropped out. You could park a Chevy Denali back there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, well, it doesn't hurt. It, it doesn't hurt. No. Yeah. But jeez, like it's. Enough. But you know, we've got our GP now, mm-hmm. we've got our Carte Vital, we've got our Mutual. So regarding healthcare, we're good. Yeah, we're good. No, no, those are all the big ones. You know, dentist. And if it's an emergency, I've been told that uh, part of the emergency services on Sundays at the hospital, oh. there's a dentist. Oh. So if, yeah, so we could always go to Emerge on Sunday. Dentist at Emerge. Yes. For, because of this exact reason. Okay. So that's what I've been told. Okay. Not sure how much validity there is to it, but if this... If Let's this, hope we don't have to yeah. find out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? I come up the stairs all the time, and, and you're, you've got your show on. They, they must have 750 episodes of this show. What do you call it? It's called Épicerie Fine, and it's with a Michelin star chef named Guy Martin. And... <laughs> The reason I'm watching that show is because, we've mentioned this before, we currently have really limited TV. And so it's one of the only interesting shows that um, I care to to watch if I'm, you know, doing chores in the kitchen or cooking or whatever. And so they do this amazing job of going to different departments, and there are many departments in France, and regions, and they highlight the delicacies of the area, the special foods that those areas provide, whether it's fish, whether it's cheese, whether it's prunes, whether it's it's walnuts, every area, every department. And the people that work on the farms, they go they go see them. You see the people actually doing their their farm work. Um, they're so dedicated and, and they, they're so proud of the food that they produce. 
and the appellations that they get for keeping the standards high. It's just it's just uh, really informative. And the one thing that I've noticed every time I come up the stairs is people are doing hard labor with all of this stuff. Like, like uh, okay, uh, just some of the examples that, that come to my mind. Uh, when they're harvesting the mussels, okay, they've got all these posts out in the ocean and it's like physically going out there harvesting <laughs> the mussels. And then the other one, uh, they're opening up uh, oyster shells like by hand. Hand. And then what was the one the other day, the uh, the vanilla beans? Can you tell me about that? Well, this this guy was is farming organic uh, vanilla beans, which are kind of like orchid plants. And he handpicks them, <laughs> hand dries them, put, yeah. lays them out to dry. Then he organizes them by size <laughs> and brings them to the local market. I'm going, that's dedication. How can that be a moneymaker? I just, I mean, and, and again, they're, they're, they're not maybe so much about making billions of dollars. They're more about providing for lifestyle. But holy hell, some of them, we saw a beekeeper set up and... This is I thought I thought for you just set the beehives there and then you do your business. No, no, no. They move their every hives. Month. They move the hives every month to whatever's blooming. It's just like holy crap. <laughs> I mean, but on it's dedication, and, on. and you see really opening up those walnuts <laughs> yeah. by hand. Jeez, yes. I mean, get a crusher. I don't know. <gasps> I know, but it's the pride of doing it traditionally the way that their ancestors did it, and passing it down generation after generation. Uh, you mentioned something. I don't even think I want to hear this today. I don't think I want to <laughs> hear this. But you actually said that you came across a government initiative mm -hmm. which uh, will be providing the community with yet another way to trap speeders. <laughs> well, it started a few years back. And it's, it's in uh, a limited amount of departments, mainly in the northern, eastern, and a little bit on the west coast of France. We're lucky our department uh, doesn't have this service yet. The service is... Service. <laughs> there are currently 381 cars that uh, can trap you while, sp while speeding. They've got radar. So they're on the road with you, and if you're speeding... They capture your image and send you a letter in the post saying you owe this amount of money. Ooh. So there are probably two-thirds of them right now that are privately run. And that's the way the government wants to go because it, it, it takes the, the, the gendarme out of the car so that the gendarme can deal with more pressing issues, crime. Oh, yeah, but this could, this could, this could lead to fisticuffs. If it's privately run, all of a sudden your neighbor comes walking over to your house. You're, you're one of these, these guys who d d does this. Hey, Frankie, got a little, uh, had a little letter in the mail. You have anything to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's privately run. I don't know. That's that could be dangerous. It well, it could, and and some people think that it's not necessarily a really good idea because if the if the goal is to stop the speeder so that there's no uh, accident and no injury because of the speeding, um, simply taking a, a photo radar of of that car doesn't solve that problem. No, well, here's what we notice here, and I mean, I'm I'm now. I'm in no rush after all of the incidents. You know all about them. I'm in no rush 
to get anywhere anymore. Is there one kind of ticket you didn't get? Oh, no. You, yes, there are. Can I just? Yeah, sorry. Uh, so the thing that happens is people know where the photo radars are. They're very large. And you, you got to be kind of a simpleton to uh, <laughs> n- not know that they're there. Uh-huh. But what they do is they go through at 80 or 75 and then, you know, they mat it. And now they're doing 100 within, you know. 70 feet of the photo radar, they're back up to 100. So what you're talking about, I think, is designed to uh, make people think twice about doing that. Yeah, and the majority of the tickets that were handed out last year were on roads that were 70 kilometers with a speed limit of 70 kilometers or less. Mm. So, you know, uh, 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 out of the half a million tickets that they handed out, think about it, a half a million, (laughs) the majority of them were on, on small roads. Yeah. Not the auto routes. Right. Right. Well, the auto routes, people know. You just, you just, yeah. And, and the other thing is, and I think uh, another reason that uh, exists is the auto routes, you're going a buck 30. Why do you need to go faster than a buck 30? That's enough. So you're, you're doing a good, you're doing a good click uh, on the auto routes. And I, and I think people also know that there's just so many places to get, you know, caught on the auto routes, they just go, okay, this is good. I'm going to lock it in at 130. Yeah. So like, I think the goal isn't necessarily to prevent the speeder. It's to penalize the speeder. Right. So you, this is now your favorite time of the year, not weather wise, but it's your favorite time of the year. Maybe you could explain why this is your favorite time. Well, the winter sales start. Yeah, the winter sales. So throughout the year, there's always like little discounts or I get invitations to a private sale, blah, 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 where it's a, you get 5% off or, you know, but, but you're, you're never paying for the product uh, at a price that's less than what the, the store actually paid for it. Oh, but during this time of year, they're discounting to get rid of their merchandise. Yes. So it's four weeks, a, a gradual discount, I think. Um, it gets more significant as time goes on. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a catch-22 because if you're looking for that product and you get a 30% discount, you're, you're more than likely going to take it because you don't want them to run out of that product. Right. But if you do wait, if you don't care that much, it can get up to 50 or 60% off later on in the sale. Yeah, to a point where you're paying um, less than what they paid for the product. Yes. So, But, but the, the government tells everybody when they can do that. That's right. That's right. January 11th, I believe, to February 5th. And after that, you can have little sales, but you can't have a sale where the item is featured for less than they paid for it. That's right. Isn't that weird? And then the summer sales, same thing. So, oh, yeah, right. Summer sale. Uh, so twice a year. July, right. Yes. Okay. And uh, are, you, are, you, are you planning on buying anything that I should know about? Well, we're actually going to um, be in Toulouse um, soon. And that's a, a pretty nice shopping city. Okay. So we'll see what's going on. All right. All right. We'll see what's going on. I mean, you know what? This is what, this is my philosophy where there are stores, there are bars. <laughs> so while someone's in a store, someone else might be in a bar. Okay. Well now, <laughs> since we're talking about les soldes, okay. it brings me to my French phrase of the day. Ah, ready? I am. I am so ready. Si les femmes dirigeaient le monde, il y aurait moins de guerres. Sauf pendant les soldes, évidemment. Oi, oi, oi. I mean, it's funny. I think I know almost every word that you mentioned, but the way they were all 
together. I don't know. Uh, maybe go one more time. I'll try it. Sure. Si les femmes dirigeaient le monde, il y aurait moins de guerre, sauf pendant les soldes, évidemment. Yeah, that was way too fast. But uh, this is the problem I have. I mean, if the woman... Um, si les femmes... If, they, if the women, right? If women. If women. If women. Uh, yeah, and then the next. Dirigeait. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, ran, as ran in the direct. World. Ran yes. the world. Yes. If, because you did say le monde, so mm -hmm. I got that. Mm -hmm. If women ran the world, okay. Mm -hmm. Il y aurait moins de guerre. They would. Il y aurait. There would be. Mm -hmm. Less. Yes. Guerre. Parking. <laughs> no. If women ran the world, there'd be less parking. No. And nailed it. No. <laughs> what is it? Guerre is war. It's parking, you said. That's gar. Oh, it's the same thing. Gare, no, guerre, gar, different. Okay. So, il y aurait moins de guerre. Okay. Sauf. Pendant les soldes, ah, évidemment. Except at a sale, evidently. Yes, during sales. Okay. Evidently. Okay. Great. All right. Yeah, that's good. So One. if women ran the world, there would be fewer wars, except during the sales, evidently. <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. And you know, I, I muscled my way through most of it. No, you did it. pretty. Yeah, you're you're getting really much better. I know. I say that. Uh, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to placate. I, I, you are seriously understanding. You're not blowing more. smoke. Okay. No. Well, that's good. Thank no. you. I, no. Yeah. It's just, the, the, as you know, the big problem is understanding it in the moment uh, when they're rattling it off at, in the middle of the department store. That's that's the tough part. But you know what? Baby steps. Mm -hmm. All right. Before we go, uh, just wanted to. Uh, I just wanted to mention something that that I found on the internet that's kind of cute. And actually, uh, the person who posted this. Is, is our babysitter from back in the day, from Saskatoon. Oh, when I, when your I, babysitter. Yeah, when I was... Not our babysitter. No, 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 no. When I was being babysat as a child, she's still a friend, Bonnie, oh. and she was just the best. Cool. Um, and uh, she was my mom's uh, right-hand woman and put, had to put up with this right here, had right. to put up with this. So uh, I'm surprised, uh, you know, she's not in some institution. But um, Bonnie, thanks for posting this on Facebook. Because I want my wife to know that French is not the only language where objects have been given a gender. I know that. English as well. English. 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 I know you're thinking. Like I know of, Italian, no, Spanish. No, 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 no. Yeah. English. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, uh, before I do each one of these, uh -huh. what the gender is in French. Okay. Photocopiers. What is that? La, la, uh. le. Le. Le? No, not in English. No. Copiers are female in English. Once turned off, it takes a while to warm them up again. <laughs> it, it's an effective reproductive uh... device if the right bu buttons are pushed, <laughs> but it can wreak havoc if the wrong buttons are pushed. Okay? Oh, so. you're doing the funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be patronizing. This is fun. Okay. Oh, there's uh, more. Oh, yeah, can't boy. wait. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can get the next one. Pneu. Tire. One. Uh. <laughs> one. 
Okay, that was that was a little that was a little on your behalf. Well, we when we bought our paneer, we only bought one. I know, but that could be une or un. Uh. Uh, you're right. A tire is male. It goes bald and is often overinflated. <laughs> now that's a good one. Okay, sponges. A uh, sponge is that female or male? Uh, sponge. An éponge. Une éponge. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, in English, it's it's female because they're soft, squeezable, and retain water. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought, that, I thought you'd like that one. No, no one likes to retain water. No, no, but it... Okay. Uh, what is a web page? Is that female or male in, in French? Mm. Oh, boy. It's une page. Ah, same in, uh, in French. It's female because it's always getting hit on. That's good. You like that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, su- a subway. Uh, <laughs> subway. Is it? We got four left. Four left. Uh, oh my God. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, let me see. A subway. It's full of people. Oh, don't guess the thing. <laughs> what? I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting the gist of the game now. <laughs> no, no. I need. I need to know whether it's male or female in French. Un métro. Huh? Uh, uh, yeah, same in English because <laughs> it uses the same old lines to pick people up. <laughs> okay, a hammer is male. Have to, yeah. Uh, yeah, male uh, in English as well because it hasn't changed much over 5,000 years, but it's handy to have around. <laughs> a remote control, this might surprise you. Remote control, is that fr- uh, in, in French, is that female or male? Mm. Um. Well, in English, it's female. <laughs> Moving right along. Yes. In, in English, it's female. Because it uh, controls everything. Ah, but that, but that you would think that it would be male then if that were the case. No, but, no. But the, Oh, maybe not. Okay, well, anyway. Uh, it's female in English because it gives a man pleasure. He'd be lost without it. And while he doesn't always know the right buttons to push, he keeps trying anyway. And finally, the Ziploc bag. A Ziploc bag is what, male or female? Our sack, our sack. That's male? Yeah. You are correct, in English as well, because they hold everything in, but you can see right through them. There you go. That All was right. a fun little game, yes, Jeff. Yes, I thought so. It went really well. Yes, yes, yes. I thought it was kind of fun. Thanks, Bonnie. I, I found that. Uh, well, you know what? When I was reading that at 5 o'clock in the morning, it was certainly funny. <laughs> it was funny then, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so we can put a pin in our first, uh, first year of podcast. It's official. There we go. Yeah, wow. It has been a lot of fun. Well, don't forget to join us next. Don't forget to join us next. <laughs> Too early. Don't forget to join us next. <laughs> Don't forget to join us next week for our special hour and twenty minute year in review, the best of twenty twenty two. I'm leaving all that in. <laughs> you are. In the meantime, bon weekend, a bientôt. <laughs> Au revoir.